It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome, everybody, to Drive Through Sports with Adam and Paul. It is. Thursday, April the 2nd, 2020, and I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Brees is down in Orange Beach, Alabama. Brees, what's up, brother? A lot of sunny weather, just hanging out. Looks like you're just sitting there right there on the beach. We know that's a facsimile of what's really going on. (laughs) Absolutely, it's a facsimile. (laughs) None of of Uh, that is going on. (laughs) Yes, and for good reason, as people are continuing to social distance, that's a, it's a good thing. I'm going to keep that up and uh, hopefully our listeners are doing the same thing. We're going to start tonight as I, as I came in tonight wearing my, wearing my UK hat. Uh, as you guys know, um, Brees and I are polar opposites when it comes to the teams that we root for. I am a diehard, live, eat, sleep, breathe, Big Blue Nation, uh, Kentucky fan, have been my entire life, born and raised uh, in Western Kentucky. Um, and despite Paul being born in Bowling Green, he quickly moved to Tennessee and became a Tennessee fan. His intensity and his uh, fandom for UT um, is probably equaled only by my fandom of uh, UK. So, Brees, just give us, like, tell us what was your first sort of, like, introduction into UT. Was it somebody in the family that was a big UT fan that kind of indoctrinated you or what? How did that come about? You know, I just watching their games on TV when I was young. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of uh, statistics during the basketball yeah. games. I remember keeping a notebook and uh, doing my own statistics. Obviously, you know, weren't privy to uh, ESPN at the time. And, um, you know, immediate statistics, you know, I'd always run out to the, get the newspaper in the morning. But, you know, I like to keep up with it. Um, there was a gentleman at church, uh, Wayne Johnson, who took me to my first University of Tennessee game. Um, and when I was about 10, maybe 11, and, man, I was hooked walking into Neyland Stadium, and yeah. I was like, this is the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I kind of have a similar, similar sort of story. I mean, you know, growing up in Western Kentucky, I mean, uh, basketball is everything. And uh, I can remember sitting in my grandparents' living room listening to Kaywood Ledford call a Kentucky game, and the local NBC affiliate would then air it after the news. Um, so if I wanted to – because you couldn't see it live. Uh, you know, you couldn't watch on TV. I think that even a, a story program like Kentucky back then was maybe on TV twice a year, uh, you know, on like the game of the week or whatever, but they were only on it like twice. So you just didn't have the exposure. So you got it other ways. And, uh, you know, I got it by listening to Kaywood Ledford on the radio uh, with my dad, my granddad. And uh, we had a lot of really awesome memories uh, from that. That Again, I still remember to this day, my first experience with uh, Kentucky basketball happened when, uh, uh, when I was seven years old. And um, actually it was six years old. And, it was right after they won the 78 championship. We listened to that game, watched and watched that game. 
and uh, they did a, a sort of a victory tour around the state of Kentucky, and they came to Murray State, which is about 25 minutes from where I grew up, and uh, my grandfather uh, took me to this, uh, to this game, and uh, it was, I got to see Roby, Gibbons, um, James Lee, Kyle Macy, all those guys, the entire 78 championship team, um, doing their, their sort of victory tour. They played the marathon Oilers and beat them by like 40. <laughs> and I've still got, I still got the, uh, I still got the, um, the program. The program was a dollar back then and nice. it had all their dudes. I got it framed. It's in my room right now. And it's actually hanging right over my head. Um, uh, but yeah, that was a, that one, once you're in, man, you're in. And, uh, you know, what's, what's funny about it was, you know, you think uh, you got to go to Neyland Stadium at the age of 10. Um, I didn't get to Rupp Arena until uh, a little over three years ago. 2016 was my first trip to see them play at Rupp. Now, I've seen them play plenty of other places. I saw them play Knoxville, Vanderbilt, Georgia, the Omni, um, the Georgia Dome several times uh, in the tournament, SEC tournament in Nashville, Vanderbilt, and then at um, the Georgia Dome also. But I've never been to Rupp until uh, Thanksgiving of 2016. My dad and I went up there. Uh, that's when, you know, you had De'Aaron Fox, Bam, Monk, those guys. And uh, we had just incredible seats about three rows back. Um, so I actually sat right behind Mrs. Calipari and on the same row as Rex Chapman. And Cliff Hagen was down, you know, a row behind, a row in front of us. And uh, these are all guys that, you know, Larry Conley, um, that were playing high school basketball in Kentucky when my dad was playing high school basketball in Kentucky. So it was like his generation of guys. So it's kind of pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it took me a while. To, it took me a while to get to Rupp, but, but I finally got there, but I'd always followed him um, growing up. And then, you know, being grown up in the shadow of Vanderbilt, which is not really a shadow in middle Tennessee, most everybody in Nashville, you're a UT fan. You're not like, there's a small group that's Vanderbilt fans. Um, and, you know, most everybody that I went to church with in our little group was, you know, they were Tennessee fans, you know. Um, and uh, so I was the odd man out. I was always the oddball being the, being the Kentucky fan, always having to explain myself. Yes, I'm from Kentucky, that sort of thing. So, um, but that gets us to kind of what I want to talk about tonight was, you know, because we're such diehard, you know, we've got to have our favorites, right? Like, like everybody's got their favorite guy, um, whether it's their favorite football player, their favorite uh, basketball player. And so that's what I'm talking about. So we're, I'm going to shift it to you. I'm going to let you talk about your favorite Tennessee basketball player and then your favorite Tennessee football player. And I know one person it's not. It's definitely not John Snodgrass. <laughs> <laughs> that guy cost us a lot of games, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's not him. Well, but, I thought you were going to say Doug Roth. Doug. <laughs> Either one of those two dudes, you know, couldn't, yeah, they, yeah, you know, they they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't so at, yeah, at the time of the heyday of when I was growing up, uh, Dyron Nix. I knew you were going to say that. Tony White, but obviously <laughs> the uh, the most favorite of all time is uh, Alan Houston. Uh, just to the point that I was going to name my my uh, firstborn son Houston. And uh, not for you. Well, I, I ended up naming him Jordan. So I went from the greatest of Tennessee basketball to the greatest Dude, of all time. So just the greatest, just the all time goat. Yeah. I got and it. that uh, my son only played uh, 
two years of uh, rec league basketball and his career was done. So, so much for that. Well, I will tell you this. I, I did not know that Allen Houston was your all-time favorite because I had all, I knew Dyron Nix was, was big for you because he was kind of flamboyant with the, you know, the Jerry curl and everything. Man. And he could, he could play now. Um, what's interesting, and you need to check this out and all our listeners, if you're into basketball, especially, especially Kentucky high school basketball and even Tennessee basketball, check out the 1988 Kentucky high school state championship. Allen Houston from uh, Louisville Ballard is where he went, where his, his dad was the coach, correct? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, they faced off against Clay County of Kentucky led by none other than Richie Farmer. Okay. okay. Richie Farmer dropped 51 on those dudes. It's wow. on to check it out. It's him and Allen Houston going back and forth. It's, it's a great high school basketball game. Um, so if you got, I mean, I know you guys got time to check it out to, to watch <laughs> all kinds of stuff now. Now you can go back in the archives. It was played at Freedom Hall. And, uh, you know, Kentucky high school basketball, a little bit different. You know, you've got 16 regions throughout the state, and you compete in the regions. And if you win region, then you go to the state tournament in Lexington. Um, And it's all classifications. It's kind of like the movie Hoosiers. I mean, they still do it that way. So this little school, Clay County, which had this freaking amazing score, Richie Farmer. And, dude, you watch him play, and you're like, he is legit, man. You're like, he never did really kind of have a great – not a great career. He had a good career at Kentucky, but it wasn't – I mean, he was – he could do whatever he wanted. It was amazing to watch that game. Um, and you could tell that Allen Houston was, a, was an NBA talent at that level. But um, you have to watch that little school, Clay County – uh, you know, hang with Ballard in that state title game just because of one guy. You know, it was pretty cool. So, Allen Houston, I, yeah, I give you that. He's a, he's definitely an all-timer. His uh, jersey's, I know, hanging in the rafters up there at uh, uh, Pat Summit at the Sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> who, who many of uh, Tennessee fans sometimes wish she would be the uh, – would have been the men's coach. The men's coach. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. We, we had a string uh, run of uh, – not so, or I would say questionable coaching hires in the basketball department. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and that, that kind of that hurt you. Um, I think they're on the uptick now. Um, I think Rick Williams yeah. is probably the best you're going to get in Knoxville. What now, about before, yeah. what about now, well, Let me tell you this. I, I feel like I could guess you're Kentucky basketball player, I mean, straight out of the gate. If you tell me differently, I think you're probably going to lie. But if it's not Rex Chapman – I mean, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, you know, it is. I mean, you know, Rex, Rex came in, you know, at the time when when he graduated in, I think he came to Kentucky in '88, and that was my senior year in high school. And Kentucky was number one in the nation, and he was just, I think, averaged like 18, 19 points a game, and he was this Kentucky just legend, you know. And uh, always, you know, he only stayed two years and went to the NBA. He was the Hornets' first overall pick uh, in their franchise history uh, and had a good, you know, 10-, 12-year career in the NBA. You know, got had some injuries and multiple surgeries, kind of ended his career. And uh, he's a big Twitter guy now. He's made a comeback um, and is really doing some positive things on Twitter after having a rough time 
uh, with some addiction issues, but he's turned it around. But, man, I loved watching him play. He was a competitor. And, uh, you know, being a kid from Kentucky, I mean, you root, you, you root for – that's what every kid in Kentucky wants is what Rex Chapman did. He played at Apollo and Owensboro, and, you know, that's what you grow up wanting to be. You want to be a Kentucky basketball player and sort of living through Rex Chapman. Yeah, man, just – Love me some Rex Chapman back in the day. Um, I think me and Josh had a uh, – I know it was my poster. I had a picture – I had a poster of Rex Chapman in our freshman dorm of a, a Charlotte <laughs> – him, him wearing a Charlotte Hornets uh, uniform with him at Charlotte. And I, I still have that poster. I still have that poster. It hangs in my classroom to this day. Everybody's wow. like, Rex, who's Rex Chapman? Now they're starting to know who Rex Chapman is because they follow him on Twitter. Right. Which is kind of, right. which is kind of funny. But um, – yeah, Rex Rex is my boy for sure, for sure. Hey, him and Charlotte Kyle Macy, him and Kyle yeah, Macy. I yeah. got you. Yeah, I know Charlotte Hornets uniforms. They were a travesty. Man, they're not any worse than some of these now they got going. I mean, I know. Geez. you're right. You're right. I mean the the freaking Utah Jazz. I mean, come on, <laughs> they're horrible. They're they're awful. They did not. You know, you would think that they would get to pick their color combinations, but uh, the Jazz yeah. just couldn't. Figure it out. Yeah, so they're they're back. Anyway. All right, back football. to football. Now here's where you're going to have to have some decisions to make. Now here's well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you I'm going to go offense and defense. Oh, okay, that's okay. That's okay that, for you. That's that works perfectly for me. Here's the thing, I'm going to guess your offensive player, <laughs> and it's it's got to be it's got to be easy because sure. sure. I mean, any any Tennessee any Tennessee fan. You're talking offensive play. You got to go, Peyton Manning. Right, right. Now, I hope I'm right. Yeah, no, 100. percent Yeah, 100. percent I mean, no brainer. The guy was, uh, you know, a living example of what a, what a slow white guy could do on the football field. He was incredible. And the guy, incredible. the guy was throwing ducks. You know, 50 percent of the time. <laughs> I mean, but because he could direct the offense and he. He just knew where to put the ball before the receivers even turned around, whether it was coming out hot and a good spin, but it was always in the right spot. Yeah. And the one play I can remember was the naked bootleg against Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, just, in, you know, enriched in my mind. But, um, yeah, obviously Peyton on offense. Defense. Oh, I, I got this one too, but go ahead. You're more than welcome to take a guess. Reggie White. Reggie White. Now, obviously, Reggie was a, a little young. I mean, when I was still young when Reggie was still running around. But the guy that I thought, man, this guy is bad, and that was Al Wilson. Oh, yeah. And that's the guy that you didn't want to mess with. And no. Al Wilson, that guy – it was dirty. Yeah, and, he, he was nasty, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't want to mess mess with yeah. that dude. I uh, got. I got to tell you, one of my biggest regrets um, was at '98 when they were in the um, championship game versus Florida State national championship game. It was played in uh, Phoenix. Yeah. In the um, what what bowl is it out there now? Uh, the I, I should the Bowl. Yeah. Fiesta Bowl, yeah, yeah. And I should have gone. 
Yeah. I should have gone. I, I, so now, see, that was see, that, 98, right? That's yeah. 98. That wasn't even Peyton. That was a year after Peyton. That's right. T. Martin. T. Martin. T. Martin. And uh, lo and behold, 22 years later, we haven't even sniffed. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, yeah. man. That's tough. Um, uh, but, you know, just interesting, that year, that in 97, his senior year, you remember you and I went to that SEC championship game together. Yeah, was against uh, Auburn, right? Or, yeah, against I, Auburn. Great game. Yeah. Great game. I think Tennessee won like 30 to 29 or something. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a great game. Um, and, uh, and and we had a, we had a great, great view from where we were uh, sitting, sitting. And that was a great, a great time there. Was that obviously against uh, one of the greatest tight ends in Auburn history? Was uh, Dave Beasley? <laughs> it may have been. It may have been. Yeah. <laughs> Remember a walk-on yeah. tight end? Went to our yeah, church. man. Yeah, great guy, great guy. Yeah, awesome guy. Um, and yeah, so um, I think that all was right. before his time, maybe. But all right, here we go, Kentucky. Kentucky football. You know, that's been much maligned over the years, and not a lot of people, you know, shine. Now, recently, you've had some folks that have, that have gone yeah. off to great things. The you know the Bud Dupree's and the guys from last year's team. You know that were you know picked in the first round that are still doing very well. But I got to go back. I got to go back, and I'm going to go um, back to, you know, Tim Couch. I got to go Tim Couch. I love watching Tim Solid. Couch play. Yeah. Um, now I love Lorenzen too. Yeah. Uh, but Couch kind of got he kind of lit the fire in Kentucky football uh, again, uh, just because again he was a Kentucky product, um, and uh, I, I remember that you know Curry recruited him. Uh, really hard. Everybody recruited him really hard. Florida wanted him bad. Bama wanted him bad. Stayed at home, played at Kentucky, um, and had a lot of success. Um, drafted number one overall. Unfortunately, you know, he goes to the new Cleveland Browns who had nothing. And he <laughs> just got beat up. Now, interesting story. Um, about 10 years ago, Abby and I are at the SEC tournament at the old Georgia Dome. And we're up in the concourse and uh there it's the championship game i think they're playing florida and uh we're about to take our seat or we had been been we had sat down and then we go come back and uh, we're just getting something to eat and uh i see this big dude come and he's got this short sleeve just blue t-shirt on it says uk on it and he's got a uk hat on just like i'm wearing right now and i'm just like I mean, here I am. I got a 12-year-old kid, but here's Tim Couch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, Abby, Abby, because I don't want to go up to him, you know, and be like, hey, you know, hey, can I have your picture taken? Whatever, can I get your autograph? Because that's stupid, uh, I think. And when you're when you're 35 years old, that's dumb. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was like, Abby, Abby, that's Tim Couch. And of course, she's like, who's that? And I was like, just ask him if 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 you can if you can have your picture taken with him. And so I stopped, I stopped him. I was like, Hey, would you mind, would you mind um, taking a picture with my daughter? And he's like, sure, no problem. So I got a picture of Abby at age 12 standing in front of him. And he is like <laughs> just dwarfing her. Right. And, uh, and it's just, it's one of those pictures that I will never forget that uh, we got to meet him at the SEC tournament. And I just talked to him for a very brief moment. Just a really nice guy. Um, awesome. But yeah, offensively simple defensively man 
much maligned defense over the years. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of hard to pick out pick out a defensive guy. Um, although you know, I, I hate to go so um, so recent, um, but gosh, in the eighties there just was nobody. In the nineties there really was nobody on those Tim Couch and Lorenzen uh, teams uh, that really, really stood out. So for me, um, for me, I, it's Josh Allen. I mean, yeah. the fact that how he came in, he came in as like a defensive back because of his size. And he just worked, 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 and just developed into this absolute monster game record that he was. And, uh, and I just, I just love – I just love his love his motor um, and just just his whole demeanor uh, and and his basically he was like a two three star guy coming in and he worked his way and he was a top ten pick so that's that's why I go with Josh Allen and he's just and, and he's unstoppable he's unblockable at least he was uh, pretty much his last last two years um, yeah. at Kentucky but those are my those are my guys Tim Couch Josh Allen and then of course King Rex I mean what do you say about that um, but, but and, and you know what the greatest thing about this whole thing is I think both of us uh who who've aspired to be um you know in the sports broadcasting arena somehow whether it's bottom of the barrel uh doing I mean not bottom of the barrel but you know that you, high school sports you know just enjoying it and, and doing oh, yeah. it as much as we can and uh to this a uh, famous podcast that's going to just explode like Barstool Sports. But uh, yep, yep. I think both of us had tremendous examples in our in the universities that we follow. Like, you know, obviously I had John Ward. Listen, and, listen, John Ward was one of my first ones. Like, I, it's, and I even, I even have adopted some of his, like, <laughs> give, give him six. Yeah. Like I yeah. did that and I've had more people say like, Oh man, that's awesome. Or I remember hearing that, you know, whatever. And like, like, and what's funny is some people think that's a, a Freeman original, which it's not. I mean, <laughs> the original give him yeah. sticks dude, you know? And um, so, yeah, you're exactly right. Talking about influences within, you know, talk about the Kwood Ledford, Joe Dean, um, you know, oh, man. John Ward, Absolutely, Joe Dean. A little string music and Lex absolutely. Hey, wow! Yeah, and I, we, I remember we would us, do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, you you were Joe Dean. I was Tom Hammond. You know, <laughs> and we we would go back and forth, and you know, we would always try to emulate those guys. And uh, you know, it was just fun things. And uh, here we sit now, and you know, we're obviously not uh, great examples for the kids at home, but man, hopefully that you know we're having fun well, doing it, and that's what it counts. Yeah, well, I, I would, I'll go one step above there. I, I, I disagree with you there. I think we are pretty good examples of, <laughs> hey, look, you know, if there's something you really enjoy and you're really passionate about, yeah. there are avenues at which you can pursue it. And it doesn't matter if you're 48, 49, 50, 55. It doesn't matter. You can go after that and you can just kind of show what you can do and show the talents and the passion that you have, whether it's broadcasting, play-by-play, calling games, umpiring games, whatever it is, you know, we're sitting here as proof that older guys, you know, you can do 
whatever it is you want to do if you have a passion for it. And we've had that passion really our entire lives. And the fact that you kind of were able to do that first, it really kind of got me going and thinking, you know, if I ever can get away from, you know, you know, athletic training and, and work until 9, 9, 30, 10 o'clock every night, free up some time, man, I would love to do that. And, uh, you know, since 2016, I've been blessed enough to be able to do that. And I've got a great, uh, a great color guy, Terry Kemp, my business partner, um, you know, that, uh, that we started doing this. We've had a lot of success and a lot of people have started following us. And, um, you know, this is just another avenue for us to, to talk sports, to talk our passion and, uh, and just to reach more people. Um, so again, I think, I think it's something that, uh, that yeah. people hopefully will start to listen to and start to realize, Absolutely. Hey, if there's something that, that I love, I can go do it. Cause look, Paul and Adam did it, you know, they're doing <laughs> look at us. Yeah. Look <laughs> at us. I mean, you know, it's like, we, it's not like we're smarter than everybody else. Cause no. we definitely no. aren't, but no. I mean, it's just, we love it so much. And I think it comes out and, and, and people get it. Like people see that we love it a ton and and that we're just invested in it and and we do i mean you've been coaching 20 what how many years about 25 25 years i've been in education for 23 years was on the sidelines for almost 20 of that man i've seen a lot and and we both you know have different experiences to bring uh bring to the table and i think that's what makes this show interesting i think that i think that's what makes it different um is we're not just a couple of former college athletes or former professional athletes that are like, you know, talking the same old blah, 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 every single, every time you turn on, doesn't matter what it is, first take, you know, armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, whatever it is, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's the same yeah. content. We got different stuff. And I think that's what uh, absolutely people want. And I think that's what they need right now. It's I, I mean, we're doing a podcast. And I got on a Big Papa's <laughs> Smurf shirt. Come on. Hey. It can't get any better than that. It doesn't get any more real than that. So here's the deal. Hey, I can't wait for tomorrow, man. Hey, let's do it I again can't. tomorrow. Let's do it again. Let's All do right. it again. We're going to send you another episode tomorrow. I'm going to publish this one in just a minute because Brees has got a date. <laughs> we got to We got to get Brees going. Brees has got to get off the air. We got He's got another engagement. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about get, that tomorrow. We'll talk about. It. We'll see. We'll see if it's if it's uh, newsworthy tomorrow. Absolutely. But uh, again, guys, thanks for listening to Drive Through Sports with Adam and Paul. For Paul Brees, this is Adam Freeman. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.